0: An unfortunate circumstance happened to a young scholar that changed his very outlook at life and changed how people looked at him. Now that he is traveling with this crazy old dwarf who can look past his exterior, one might wonder how the interior may change. My name is Christopher Rondo and welcome to Wyvern's Aria. Alrighty, so you actually picked a very interesting choice of character. You're the only person in this party that went to one of the more unusual races. Can you tell me a little bit about your character, who he is? Basic physical description.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm playing and Dusk. He is a Tiefling. He stands about six feet tall. He wears a cowboy hat and duster that blends in to his pascal skin. He has many pouches on his belt. He also has a floating hellish green imp skull around him. But his most distinguished feature is his demonic wings that unfold into an eight-foot wingspan. So,
0: what can you tell me about being a tiefling? You are, fr- relatively, you are relatively new to a tiefling heritage. In fact, you're the first one of your kind, is that correct? Yes, it is. So... His distinguishing features is that he represents the demon most closely. And this probably strikes a lot of people as odd. So how does your character react to the people around him? At least the average commoner or nobleman or anybody really.
1: He doesn't really pay too much attention anymore to how people react. Uh, He's kind of used to people like whispering behind his back, gawking at him. He will on occasion... Play up the demonic aspect of his appearance to frighten people.
0: Tieflings, in this sense, are a little different than your traditional tieflings. Tieflings are something called plane touch. This idea that you have absorbed a certain amount of energy from a plane where it actually changed your genetics or DNA or something to that aspect. So while many people can make deals with devils to have their DNA change through an influx of magical energy, your character just sort of happenstanced upon it. It wasn't a very active deal with the devil. So how does he react to that? React to... Unintentionally turning himself into a plain touch
1: scared him at first you know you you changed completely in your appearance he was you know locked himself away for a while but his dad told him that you just you got to own up and you just deal with the cards you're getting and over the course of the time he has just gotten used to it and embraces it now
0: it has been eight months since the cataclysm this period of time where this dragon deity known as raksha seemed to have taken the fantasy land and completely transported to a new world what have you been doing since the beginning of this cataclysm
1: where are you now right now i am currently traveling with my mentor oswald probably just going to the next hot spot trying to figure out what caused it and how to control it
0: absolutely are you looking up something in
1: particular Oswald's methods aren't exactly clear to me. We'll just show up at a random site, do our investigation, and he'll do what he needs to do, and then we move on. All
0: right. Well, real quickly, why don't you tell me a little bit about Oswald?
1: Oswald is a stout dwarf. He stands about five feet tall. He has a very long, thick black beard that he keeps in a tight weave uh, with a hint of white showing. Uh, His hair is in a ponytail in the back of his head. He has many scientific instruments attached to his belt.
0: I am picturing you actually in the nation of Silomora. If we look at the fantasy map, this is in the lower left-hand corner, southwest technically. This place is known to be very different culturally to many of the people of the kingdom. Your character is actually from the Myron Empire, he grew up there, he uh, had his schooling there. So staying from the Myron Empire, which is kind of our traditional Western philosophy, we head southwest from that direction as we begin to head into these rolling hills. As we head into these hills, we see the sun beating down on our neck. It is summer currently, so you are dealing with the heat, and it seems like the heat in this multiverse, it seems to be overbearing based on what you, you're used to. You're also heading south, closer to the equator, so you're feeling a huge sense of humidity and weather. How, how is your character reacting to this traveling in this kind of extreme conditioning extreme for me who sits at home all day and doesn't do any sort of a traveling currently at the very least and when i do it's in a car so walking in this sun how, how is your character handling it
1: i don't think this the heat would mind too much the humidity probably would honestly he's just going forward he probably fans himself a little bit
0: as you are traveling Oswald, who is much older than you, has the the grays in his hair, kind of stops for a second stretches, goes, ah, blasted heat. I remember back in my day, before the cataclysm, we would be up and the sun wouldn't be this overbearing. He drops his backpack to the floor, seems to, like, take off his shirt. And on his chest, you do notice for the first time this tattoo of this rose that seems to go above his left breast and he kind of sits there and he, he's a man of oddity so it probably doesn't doesn't strike you as that odd as he stuffs his shirt back into his backpack this over large backpack five feet tall the size of him it goes about a foot over his head and continues to walk despite his age he seems to be walking with a youthful vigor at least by your interpretation he seems to be handling the traveling a lot better than most people would who are in their prime and he sits there he kind of starts whistling a tune as you head off into these hills what is your reaction to oswald's kind of oddity
1: i'm used to it we work in a field of studying oddities um Oswald doesn't talk about his past, so I don't really know too much about it. But I do know that he is a man or a dwarf full of interesting things.
0: Absolutely. You keep walking a little bit and you head into the this hilly area. As you look around, you begin to see what appears to be these doors that seem to be in place inside of these hills. They... They are rectangular, but they're definitely made for smaller people. You do not seem to see much besides these large, rectangle stone doors that stand about five foot five at the tallest. Some of them are even shorter than that. And as you approach this area, Oswald, currently still whistling a tune, begins to kind of walk forward. He has this kind of pip in his step. He seems to be a little happier than what you normally see him in his day-to-day activity. He walks to a door, he knocks, doesn't get a response, but as this knock happens, it begins to echo further and further through whatever building this is. Whatever it is, it seems to be expansive.
1: Hey, Oswald, where are we? Oi,
0: oh, ah, you know, this is... I lived here for about a 100 years, believe it or not.
1: Are you ever going to tell me how old you are?
0: Not polite to ask, but... This is the dwarven city... Well, I guess it's not really a city, but the dwarven community of Dermond. This is... I actually have property here, believe it or not. I would be surprised if that building is still standing. As last time I left it, it burned down. And then... I left. So, take that as you will. But, you know, us doors, we don't build normal buildings. We build down. see so he begins to uh, aggressively bang on this door. Again, a large echo and no response.
1: Well, what now?
0: You see him groan, just... Uh, goes into his pouch and pulls out something that seems to be the size of a screwdriver. As he points it towards this door, as it gets closer, you can see that there is a magical rune in the hilt of this device and as it gets closer, the head of the screwdriver seems to take the form of a key. He goes towards it, you hear a large knock that seems to emanate from from this door. As he begins to let himself in. This is the knock spell, of which you should be familiar with as a wizard. After he does this, he puts the screwdriver away, kind of um, stretches a little bit. You see him put his right hand on his left shoulder and does uh, circular motions with his shoulder in an attempt to feign distress as he begins to pick up his bags and walk in.
1: Is it alright if we just walk in?
0: Huh, what? And he's about 30 feet into this building at this point.
1: Well, I will gather my things and catch right up. As you walk in, around
0: you, you can feel the air begin to change. It's actually much cooler in here than it is outside. You enter into this building and you see this room about 40 feet by 40 feet, very modestly furnished you'll see a table, a chair, a desk but the most distinguishing feature is in the center of this room there appears to be this large trapdoor, about 10 feet by 10 feet that Oswald is currently taking his screwdriver and pointing towards the center of this thing as you begin to hear that knock that you were familiar with.
1: Where is everyone Oswald?
0: I don't know. About to find out.
1: You never been to the city before? I have not.
0: Oh, well, you're in for a treat. I, I expected this entrance to be guarded. I, I'm i a, a little con- concerned, uh, but we'll figure it out. Nothing that old Oswald can't handle <laughs> as uh, he throws open this trapdoor. This is a stone trapdoor. And it must weigh a good 100 pounds, 150 pounds maybe, based on your estimation of looking at it. And he sort of tosses it like it's a pillow or something to that extent. Looking into this trapdoor, you do see a ladder that goes down.
1: Your eyes still work in the dark?
0: Yeah, I don't know why that would... Oh, you're you're making fun of me again. (laughs) Oh, I hate you. Hmm. As he takes this overlarge backpack, begins to step on the first rung of the stone ladder and descend into this dark, dark pit. Um,
1: I will follow Oswald's example and grab onto the stone ladder and start descending.
0: You begin to go further and further down and you are surprised to actually see colors down here. You see gems attached to the side of the this tunnel going down that seem to illuminate a different color sapphires illuminate blue and topazes illuminate yellows rubies illuminate reds and emeralds illuminate greens as you begin to descend to so actually see a well lit area as you descend you go about 150 feet before you get anywhere anything you do on the
1: way down? Uh, no, I'll just continue dis- descending You hear a
0: thump of dwarf hitting ground coming from beneath you as you manage to gain your footing. You look around a little bit trying to take everything in. And the first thing that gets your attention is this statue made from this purple amethyst that seems to glow this purple of. This dwarven man holding a giant hammer with a shield on his back standing triumphantly looking upward the second thing you notice is four guards guarding this statue that appear to be unconscious oswald immediately begins to run towards the direction of the statue and these guards
1: seeing the unconscious guards and oswald run over to them i will also run over to one of the other guards that it's on the other side of the statue
0: absolutely uh, I can roll you a medicine check. Okay. I rolled a 16 plus 0. He appears to be asleep, and as you kind of check to see what may have put him to sleep, you're not finding any natural causes. As you begin to check his pulse and check his breathing and that sort of thing, there is nothing that seems to stir him awake at all. It seems like he is pretty pretty out cold. You also don't get the sense of, like, alcohol on his breath or anything like that as well.
1: Can I see if there's any lingering, like, spell effects in the area? Absolutely. Are you trained in Arcana? Yes, I am. I'm an expert. Nice.
0: I rolled an 11. I have plus 7. 18. You can tell that there is a fey energy source here illuminating a magic that puts people to sleep.
1: Hey, Oswald. Ah,
0: boy. Find something?
1: Yeah, there's a fey energy around here that's putting these people to sleep.
0: As he comes into your view from the other side of the statue, you see him holding this tuning fork as he kind of hits it, and it begins to illuminate a kind of musty yellow-green color. I, fey, didn't see this coming. Um, um... All right, so we need to look for the power source and don't fall asleep. As uh, so, so I will check these buildings over here. Go check the other side and call me if anything is to arise. Don't do anything, stupid boy. All right. So he runs off into a cluster of buildings not too far off. What do you do?
1: Uh, I got a question for the DM. Have the Fae been active since the Cataclysm, or are they just kind of, like, same, sporadic?
0: Um, so, the Cataclysm has disrupted the connection to the Fey. So many of the natural Fey, the Pixies, the Fairies, the Treants, those sort of things, have begun to die off, and they died off really quickly.
1: Okay.
0: However, Fey creatures that are... Natural to the natural plane, like Eladrin, which have natural plane heritage, seem to have been able to survive. So we'll say that it's been eight months since the cataclysm. Most of these creatures died off within the first three months. You probably haven't heard anything since then. Okay. And if you have, it's been single cases, like one fairy is still alive or, you know, something to that extent.
1: All right. I will go to the buildings that he requested that I take a look at. I will also cover my mouth thinking it's uh, breathable and go start looking around.
0: Absolutely. You can feel yourself wanting to fall asleep and you are fighting that instinct pretty hard as you enter into these buildings. You seem to be entering the craftsman section of the city. We see blacksmiths, leather workers, a lot like... An unhealthy amount of stonemasons, jewelry crafters. You begin to explore buildings and buildings, and writing off your previous Arcana check, you do think you can find a source of this Fey energy coming from one of the jewel crafting
1: buildings. Okay, so I'm starting to narrow down the location.
0: Just by walking towards this area, you seem to be finding. A general location. It seems... You can tell... It's like playing hot-cold, I guess. You're getting hotter.
1: Okay. I will send a message to Oswald, telling him that, uh... Old man, it's coming from the Stonecutter hut.
0: Don't call me old. I'm coming. And you can hear the steps in the distance as he begins to approach. So he approaches, seemingly with the same sort of pip to his step that he has had before. He seems... Exceptionally excited, despite despite sort of the dire situation you guys are in. You begin to feel even more tired, getting into a drowsy state.
1: I will slap myself, and then I will continue walking towards the stonecutters, or the area where I'm feeling the fey energy coming from.
0: He looks towards you, looking for indication of where to go next.
1: I will pull out like a finger like be quiet motion I'll pull out my uh, whip.
0: Absolutely you see this building it doesn't appear to have a name on it at all which seems a little odd because you see like Bailey blacksmiths or, or something like that on the other buildings this building is unmarked unnamed but you can definitely feel the energy coming from here Oswald takes out his screwdriver Casts knock on the door as the knock echoes throughout the cavern but he walks in. He puts a finger to his mouth and he pulls out a dagger from the side of his belt.
1: I'll chuckle a little bit under my breath and continue following. Excellent. you begin to approach
0: further and further into this building. It's not terribly big but there do appear to be a lot of rooms. There's definitely the main storefront you can tell that there are counters and displays behind this counter you see a sleeping woman dwarven woman behind oswald seems to be checking her pulse and kind of puts two hands to his face and leans to the right and closes his eyes and sticks his tongue out before continuing on to the next room And into this next room, there appears to be the workstation. This is where all the equipment lies. We see hammers, chisels, those sort of pieces of equipment. And we see large rocks in various places around this room. This seems to be where they try to extract the gems from the stonework safely. Oswald continues on, kind of looking around, and he seems to notice that there is a trapdoor going further. He looks at this trapdoor, looks at you, looks back at this trapdoor, kinda raises his shoulders in a shrug before he touches an amulet around his neck. This amulet appears to be a medallion of sorts made of pure gold and towards the center of it you do see this what appears to be this light blue gear that is placed in the center. He touches it, something you have seen before. As around him begins to envelop in this blue light, this is his version of mage armor. He begins to creep towards the trap door, this time putting his knife back into his pocket and pulling out a small hand axe from his bag.
1: Following Oswald's lead, I will also uh, mutter some arcane words and cast mage armor. How does your mage armor look? My mage armor, because I like the way I look, is just it's just an invisible force field uh, that surrounds myself. Cool. Uh,
0: he nods as you mutter this spell, goes towards this trap door, pulls up on it as you see a ladder go down only about 10 feet into another room. And in this room, we see this ugly... Green musty green light emanating from beneath. He takes one foot forward and begins to descend, trying his best to not make a sound. Unfortunately, he misinterpreted the size of his backpack, probably something he has done before, as his backpack actually gets stuck on the trapdoor as pieces of equipment begins to drop down to the floor. He looks at you, dang it, and just jumps down. Forgoing any attempt at stealth.
1: Well, there goes surprise. And I'll just jump, uh, hurry down the ladder. Upon entering
0: this room, we see a figurine of sorts seemingly to emulate from a dresser. Looking around this room, we do see the common descriptor of a bedroom. We see the bed, we see like a chest of some sort, we see a mirror, a vanity that's the word I'm looking for. You first notice this green light emanating from atop the dresser. The second thing you notice is a dwarf in the bed. Oswald's attention is immediately drawn to the oddity of an object on the dresser and heads that direction. What would you like to do?
1: I'm gonna stop him. What's boy? You know we're not supposed to just walk up blindly to things I'm gonna cast Mage Hand to grab the item
0: absolutely the item begins to float it seems to be about two inches by two inches it is a figurine of what appears to be an angel in this setting we're still kind of early in in religion where people kind of confuse angels and demons a lot of the time from our you know 21st century interpretation this is definitely an angel however oswald or your character can interpret it as you know just another monstrosity that hasn't been researched too much yet this jade figurine emanates this kind of gross green color and i i will have rise and roll in an intelligence check uh investigation would work probably better 14. Plus five. Nineteen. You're trained in this? I am proficient. Proficient. Trained is not a fifth edition term. Ryzen, can picture the story coming together. Somehow there was this piece of jade in a rock. This man probably cracked it open and put the put the town to sleep.
1: With our past dealings with these type of things, would I carry a container? A small container that we can put odd things into Seal them.
0: Something strange in the neighborhood. Who are you gonna call? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You probably <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have a a vial that's maybe protected by lead, perhaps or something like that.
1: All right, I'll I'll take out a small lead bag that we carry and uh, seal the object inside
0: using Mei-chan? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. So you put this object inside begin to uh, close this bag and the energy, the ambient fate energy coming from this object seems to dissipate. You no longer feel drowsy. I mean, you have lingering effects for sure, but you're not feeling that insatiable desire to go to sleep. This man on the bed seems to stir and Oswald turns to you and goes, Well, we'll study it later. We probably don't want to be in this man's bedroom.
1: Oh, yeah, I agree. Let's get out of here before he wakes up.
0: As he scurries up, probably traps his backpack on the trapdoor again as he heads out. And he basically heads to the courtyard with this amethyst statue.
1: Hey, Oswald, who is that? Him? Yeah.
0: He's the mayor of of this town, actually. A statue of the mayor? Yeah, this is the the mayor of this town. Does the mayor have a name? Oh, yes. uh, Abathor. He came from the Cascade Range and, settled and made a town here. He technically rules from the Cascade Range, but he thought it fitting he had a statue of himself. I don't know. I don't remember him being that cool-looking, but I guess if you have a lot of money
1: go for it. So wait, the mayor is not even part of this town?
0: That is technically correct. This is an outpost for the Cascade Range. Alright. I don't know. I don't live here anymore. You see the guards begin to stir uh, that were guarding the statue. They rise up. They kind of rub the bridge of their nose, maybe their temples, stand up, and as you get a look at them these people appear to be very 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 young uh in dwarven they are 25 perhaps 30 which is like the equivalent of a 13 or 14 year old kid while you were looking at his pulse and the condition that he was in you don't remember him being that young As these boys come towards you, seemingly beardless, and they go, Halt! Who are you? Oswald kind of stands. Ah, it's me, it's me, it's me. I live here, actually. Who are you? Oh, oh, this is my my friend here. The name I'm going to butcher again, Rytham. We are just here to, to visit as a pit stop. Two of these boys' eyes go wide as they instinctively grab these battle axes and halberds that are adorned across their equipment and pointed to the demon-like figure standing in their presence. Hold. Hold. I get that a lot. He is a friend. Just calm down. We are just going to go to that inn over there and you just relax. Relax he kind of backs away.
1: Hey, Oswald, what type of terms did you leave on?
0: It was like 200 years ago. I doubt anyone remembers.
1: That doesn't answer my question. Was it good terms or bad terms?
0: I caused a minor explosion that took out half a city block.
1: Oh, okay. I was just curious.
0: Yeah, no, no big deal. Nothing... They they I'm sure no one lost their life. Anyway, let's go to this inn over here.
1: Alright, let's go.
0: As you begin to approach this fate energy that was so clearly here moments before, the thing that was putting you to sleep. You can still feel the effect in your body, while it is not getting worse, it is still very apparent.
1: Hey Oswald, do you feel tired at all?
0: Absolutely not. Do you?
1: I've been around you long enough to tell you the truth when we face these type of things. I kinda do. It's not like oppressing me to sleep, but I, I am feeling a little tired.
0: Ah, come down to my level.
1: Okay, I'll crouch.
0: He takes a tool from his belt, seems to emulate a small light as he begins to check your eyes, check your ears, check your mouth. Hmm. Begins to pull out his tuning fork and wave it around you as well. Hmm. At this point, he... He takes this small hammer, no more than six inches, maybe the the uh, the head of the hammer is only about an inch wide. This shouldn't hurt too much. He begins to go in for this swing and he taps you on the head as you seem to go unconscious. Moments later, you find yourself in this land that you are very unfamiliar with. It seems to be a land of metal structures. These floorings that you've never really seen before, but have heard about. This flooring that you have heard being imported from the new lands that appeared upon the cataclysm. This cement and asphalt type thing. As you look around, you... Begins to touch the area around you as you seem to be going left, right through it. As you seem to be able to go through these solid objects. And we see two figures seemingly entering into a building very very close by. We see yourself and Oswald in much different attire. Oswald seems to be wearing a hoodie sweater that seems to be up to the side. Uh, Rython is probably wearing the same thing, to be honest. As they begin to head into this building, they begin to climb a metal fire escape and go to the third floor, open a window, and climb in. Through this window, you can see a figure of... This very very tall human seems to be have black hair that goes down to his neck. Seems to have this device around his neck which appears to be a mask that only covers the the lower half of himself. On his side he appears to have a a large metal what you can only imagine is a vial on attached to his right leg and he seems to have this club on his back kind of looks around looks towards your direction but ultimately closes the window what would you
1: like to do so we're like ghosts in this guy's room and he doesn't know we're here you are
0: not just you yourself
1: was he doing anything before he closed the window no uh,
0: he had a cigarette in his hand you probably are you probably are familiar with pipes but not cigarettes
1: okay I like to just Look around to get my surroundings, just to see what's around me real quick. Cool. We do see a street name.
0: As you look at the street name, it is in shapes and characters that you don't quite understand. Uh, it is like reading an old language.
1: Can I make the shapes out?
0: Yeah, I think the first letter appears to be an N, but the rest of it appears to be a scribble.
1: I'll just continue looking around. What is this guy doing right now? He
0: is guarding this window that what appeared to be yourselves walked into after climbing the fire escape.
1: So Oswald's with me?
0: Oswald is with the other you. The you you're not controlling.
1: So he's just guarding this empty room?
0: I mean, it's not empty anymore. You saw yourself and Oswald walk into it.
1: Oh, okay, sorry. I get what's going on. Are they doing anything, or are they talking, or st- staring at each other, or what are the characters doing?
0: The better question is, would you like to climb the fire escape to
1: look inward? Oh, I thought I was in the room. Yes, I would like to climb the fire escape to look inside.
0: Okay. Yeah, so you climb this fire escape, look through the window, that this man who, who's looking towards you, but obviously can't see you, goes, and as you look into inward you see this figure of this dragonborn with bronze scales he has this giant sword out and it's slashing down onto something on the floor as he slashes down there is momentarily this large explosion and you are thrown backwards and you wake up back into the dwarven city in front of a very concerned-looking Oswald.
1: I, w- I had the strangest dream, Oswald. Dream? How long was I out?
0: Couple minutes.
1: You know those stories that we heard about out-of-body out of experiences? Taking drugs, son? I'm with you every single day of the year. No.
0: I can't watch all the time, son.
1: Anyway, there's this weird dude, strange language, and a dragonborn. Sounds like, sounds like a bad joke. Anyway, weird language?
0: Strange dude? Dragonborn?
1: Yeah, I don't know. You and I both walked into this building. Sorry, climbed through the window of this building where we, there was this Dragonborn slashing something with a greatsword on the ground.
0: Oh, uh, 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 that's odd. Is there uh, something that else that happened after what? I mean, doesn't seem too alarming. No, I... Oh. Mm. I woke up here. Could it be anything? Fae energy can give you vision sometimes. Where do you think this place was?
1: I think it was in the New World, but I'm not sure.
0: Huh, how... how odd. Maybe... kind of raises his eyebrow. Maybe we have our next destination.
1: Maybe. You always do say just follow your instincts.
0: Huh, and... At this point, he walks, he takes you by the hand, walks you into this tavern, goes, All right, Oswald is back. I will take two of my usual, as he kind of drops his pack onto the floor, which kind of echoes as people who are just coming out of drowsiness uh, look towards you two as your figures as the bartender kind of grumbles and curses slightly in dwarven and begins to pour two drinks of whiskey and will fade to black here I think. This podcast is brought to you by Rondo Creator and Rondo Creator Games. To find out more, go ahead and visit rondocreator.com or wyvernsaria.com.